superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Rich Eisen Show. Only those who wish to listen may do so. That's a thinker. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I don't know if you've heard, but Naeem Hines does appear to be out for the year. He's on your brother's team. Is that a possibility for you, Dalvin? Gotta be a sire. But not off the picture for me to go, no, go play there, play that with him. Okay. Earlier on the show, Open Champion. Winner Brian Harmon coming up, host of Pro Football Talk Mike Florio, TCU head coach Sonny Dykes, comedian Jim Gaffigan, and now it's Rich Eisen. Uh, number two of the Rich Eisen Show live on the air here on Roku. We are live on the Roku channel, free on all Roku devices, select Samsung smart TVs if you have Amazon Fire TV. We're on it for free. The Roku app has the Roku channel on it. It's free there, and it's the same when you go to straight to the Internet. If you want to use the tubes uh, and go to the RokuChannel.com, we are free on it right there. Free on terrestrial radio. Sirius XM and Odyssey is how you can listen to us every day. There's our YouTube page that uh, picks up a lot of the slack, and then, of course, we re-air as soon as we're done. In hour number three, Sonny Dykes, the head coach of TCU football, and then the very hilarious... Jim Gaffigan in studio in hour number three, but we turned back to our phone lines, one of our favorites. Training camps open across the entire National Football League, and Saquon Barkley apparently going to be there on time because the Giants flipped him a little bit of uh, face-saving um, dollars in the form of an incentive that he's got to have a career year to hit. Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Mike? Rich, doing great, buddy. How are you? So this was done out of the goodness of the Giants' heart? Is that what this... Walk me through your reporting on on this one-year deal for Saquon that's, I guess, uh, one year uh, for 10 point... Uh, I guess it's franchise tag plus, right? Like, since everything's a plus these days? Uh, franchise yeah, tag plus? My understanding, Rich, was that on the Saturday night Zoom call with the top running backs, and you had Dalvin Cook on yesterday talking about what went down. Mm -hmm. The sense that was emanating during that conversation was that Saquon Barkley had resigned himself to the fact that he just needed to show up. The system is bad. Some point in time, you got to make a good decision based on a bad system and a bad situation. Now, Josh Jacobs, not inclined to show up anytime soon. Barkley, folks got the impression, was going to come in. And so anything he gets above the $10.1 million is a bonus if he was going to take the $10.1 million. I would have liked to think he could have gotten more than a $900,000 incentive package that requires 1,350 rushing yards, 65 catches, 11 touchdowns, and a playoff appearance to hit all four triggers and get the full money. Or at least get, you know, if I do all those things, I promise you won't tag me next year. But 
at least it's something over and above the 10.1 that he was due to make. And he's the first one, in my recollection, that was franchise tagged that actually got more money on that long-term deal after the dead on, on that one-year deal, excuse me, after the deadline for a long-term deal passed. A couple of guys in the past, Lance Briggs and Albert Hainsworth, got a promise that if they hit certain triggers, they wouldn't be tagged the next year. Barkley's the first one to potentially get more money, but he's going to have to do a lot to get more money. So... Um... What what did happen? Why why didn't the Giants and Saquon, best to your knowledge, get together for a long-term deal? What was the holdup? What happened was back in the early part of the offseason when the Giants had one franchise tag to use and two players on whom they were inclined to consider using it, Saquon Barkley and quarterback Daniel Jones. They tried to get Barkley signed to a long-term deal, and then they would have tagged Jones. When Barkley rejected the pre-tag offer, they pivoted to Jones and got a deal done with him and then tagged Saquon Barkley. Now, ideally, and I'm going to digress here for a second, but it just demonstrates one of the strategies that could be employed by running backs and other players in a situation like this, if they could get their agents to work together. What Jones and Barkley should have done was locked arms, Red Rover style, and said, we're not taking any long-term deal, neither of us. You're going to tag one of us, and the other one's hitting the market. But they didn't do that, and the Giants played one over the other, tried to sign Barkley and tag Jones, didn't work. Tag Jones, tag Barkley, signed Jones, and then pulled the offer that they had on the table for Barkley before they tagged him. And then I think a lot of the weeks and months after that were spent trying to get the Giants to put the offer back on the table that they had yanked before they tagged him. And then what happened at the you know midnight hour, the 12.01 on the, uh, the day of the – the deadline from a couple Mondays ago. Was they there... couldn't get it done. Bottom line, once the Giants pulled that offer that was on the table pre-tag, and my understanding is they made it clear, here's what's going to happen. Here's what we're going to do. We don't want to have to tag you. We want to sign you to a long-term deal, and we want to tag Daniel Jones. When he forced them to go forward with the tag, that threw everything off kilter. There was an offer made during the off-season program that I believe was less than what was made pre-tag, and there was just this effort, I believe, based on everything I've heard, by Barkley and his representatives, and he had CAA involved kind of late in the process, and the CAA agent who was working with the Rock Nation agent wanted to reshuffle the deck and start over, and the Giants were like, no, 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 we already have a, a negotiation that's been going on here. We're not going to go back to square one just because there's a new agent involved. So it was a lot of factors and moving parts, and they just couldn't get the deal done. And, you know, what I had heard was the Giants were ready to pay $13 million a year and $26 million fully guaranteed over the first two years mm-hmm. back pre-tag, and that's not an unreasonable offer that's fair for what barkley's done i heard he wanted 16 a year that's not unreasonable either and i'd like to think that that's enough of a gap it's small enough that they could have worked something out so ultimately end of day they didn't get it done and now you know the giants have barkley under contract for a year and they still have the ability to tag him next year if they want to keep him around at a 20 percent raise over whatever he ends up making this year the thing i just don't understand mike is just the the fact that okay so they're saving nine million bucks over the span of three years, and they get to hold the line on the franchise tag, and also hold the line for running backs for the rest of the thirty-one teams in the NFL. And that is more important than paying your guy what he wants. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I, and I understand that things are done in the NFL because they can be done. But if it really is just down to he wanted third sixteen. They wanted to pay him 13, and they wouldn't meet at 14 and a half, and so they'll stick him with 10, 
and incentives to get up to 11, that's $3 million more bucks in the pocket for what? A linebacker that they might need? You know what I mean? That's what I'm, I'm trying to wrap my arms around it. Mike, I just can't. Well, it's tough. And, and the only way to wrap your arms around it is to accept the fact that football is very heavily driven by analytics and this entire depression of the market for running backs. I asked somebody last week, what's going on here? Why are we at this juncture in the existence of the NFL? And the response was, blame analytics and blame Mike Shanahan. Because you go back to 1999, Terrell Davis tears an ACL, Orlando Scary comes in, has 1,100-plus yards over the balance of 1999. The next year, Mike Anderson has over 1,400 yards. That system where you plug anyone in and you can gain a lot of yards. Sean Payton started using a full complement of running backs. When they used the second overall pick on Reggie Bush, he didn't supplant Deuce McAllister. They split the touches, and then Pierre Thomas got sprinkled in once he arrived on the scene and, and showed he could get it done. And he was a guy who was either drafted very low or not at all. So that's the fundamental problem, and I think the teams are adhering to their very cold, objective, dispassionate assessment of what running backs can do what other cheaper, younger running backs will do. And, you know, we've heard for years the NFL is what have you done for me lately. I think especially with running backs, but also the rest of the league, but particularly with running backs, it's not what have you done for me lately. It's what are you doing for me right now, and what do I think you're going to do for me tomorrow? And that's why the running backs are getting screwed here, and that's why the Giants weren't willing to say, well, this guy's put in five solid years. He's played through injury. He came back and had a great season. They have the rights under the franchise tag to squat on him at 10-1, and they did it. And they weren't willing to trade that in because they'll pay him 10-1 this year, and if they choose to tag him next year, they'll pay a 20% raise. And by that point, they're probably ready to move on to somebody else. The crazy thing is, Mike, is that for whoever told you, you know, blame Mike Shanahan, the individual running the more modern version of that offense right now, his son Kyle, employs the running back that makes the most. So they're, that's right. No, that's right. They're and the Shanahan one. has had a different leading rusher every year in each of the seven years he's been the head coach of the 49ers. But they recognize there's something different about Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's got the rushing and the receiving. He's an offensive weapon. That's how he got his contract after three years with the Panthers. They knew what they were getting themselves into mm-hmm. when they drafted him, and he paid off. They knew they were going to have to pay him after three years. And, Rich, that is the key. There are big-picture solutions or, or maybe no big-picture solutions at all for running backs, but there's the individual player-by-player player solution. And if you're a great player and you have a great third season, because that's when the window opens on negotiations for a long-term deal, you get that deal after three years, and you do whatever you have to do to get that deal. You hold out if you have to hold out. You agitate behind the scenes as much as you can. You get that deal after three years. Otherwise, you're in the Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, DeMarco Murray, go back to 2014. Mm-hmm. DeMarco Murray set the Cowboys franchise single-season rushing record, and they just said, thank you, see you later, and they see signed ya. Darren McFadden for a hell of a lot less, and he had a bigger year than Murray had in 2015. So that's why I said, and then we'll, we'll, we'll turn to other stories as training camps are all 32 teams open, um, that Derrick Henry is the one that can kind of change a little bit of a dynamic here. And he's going to turn 30 in January. And if he has a Derrick Henry-like year for a Titans team that few people thought could win the division and he helps take them to a playoff game, then I understand he's still a unicorn in a way, but he can sort of prove 30 is just a number and the numbers that really matter are the ones that he's putting up and see who see who wants him if the Titans decide to 
put him out to pasture just because he's 30, you know? I'm just wondering hey, what... Rich, you've, you've, you've caused me to think of something here. Okay. I have an idea. Let's do it. What do you got? And I don't know if the Titans have reported yet. It's impossible to keep up with what's going on. You know, you go from that slow period where you have to actually go looking for news to it's falling out of the trees, and you have to wade <laughs> through it. But if the Titans haven't reported yet, would this be an opportunity for Derrick Henry to hold out and say, look, you need me this year. You're going through transition at quarterback. You're breaking in DeAndre Hopkins, and you're paying DeAndre Hopkins more on a base salary than I'm going to make this year, and I'm the guy that's been the straw that has stirred this drink the last five years, this may be the time for him to draw a line in the mm. sand. Even though, usually, like I said, you do it after your third year, when you're getting toward the end of your second contract, maybe now is the time to do it to get some more security. Remember there was that talk earlier in the offseason about a possible trade. I think that possibility of the Henry trade flowed from, I want a new contract, okay, we'll see if anybody wants to trade for you, just to demonstrate to him, like the Chargers demonstrated to Austin Eckler, no one's going to pay you what you're looking for and give us what we would want, so we just better make, you know, make this work this year. I would not be shocked. I, I mean, I, nothing shocks me in the NFL anymore, but I, you know, what if he just wouldn't show up? That, that, would, that would definitely change the dynamic for the Titans as the season approaches. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, 49ers quarterback competition. What's your sense of it now that this is finally going to get underway after months of us talking about it? What do you have for me there? I think as long as Brock Purdy's healthy, he's going to be the guy week one. But I also believe if there's any hitch in Purdy's recovery from that shoulder surgery, it's Sam Darnold. They've been working hard to get people to understand that even though Trey Lance was the third overall pick and they ultimately invested three first-round picks and a third-round pick to get him, Darnold is the guy above Lance on the depth chart, and Lance is the guy they're just keeping around as the emergency option because last year they had to use their emergency option. So I think that's how it goes. Purdy if healthy, then Darnold, then Lance, and they keep all three because they may have to use all three. So Lance would be third on the depth chart, huh? Wow. That's crazy. And I guess that would be the in-case-of-emergency quarterback for anybody that has a, heaven forbid, a Teddy Bridgewater-type injury over the next two, three weeks, right? I mean, uh, I, I just don't see how, because everyone thinks that Lance has got a huge upside. All he's got to do is get reps and some time. And third, third on the depth chart, that would be wild, man. I don't know. Well, and you raise an interesting point. If somebody does have that free quarterback injury, and look, quarterback injuries typically don't happen right. in training camp and preseason because they don't get touched in training camp. And in the preseason, they rarely actually play. The starters rarely play anymore. And people think that Teddy Bridgewater's knee injury happened in the preseason game against the Chargers just a few days earlier, and then it just gave out during that practice. But if you would have that happen and somebody – shows up offering a one and a four like the Vikings offered to get Sam Bradford seven years ago, then that's when the 49ers would get somebody else ready to be their third quarterback. But until they get that kind of an offer, they're going to keep him around because, look, they had to use their third quarterback last year, and their third quarterback ended up playing well. And maybe those are the circumstances where Lance would finally play well. Kids under a ton of pressure, everything they gave up to get him, all the expectations, the whole Jimmy Garoppolo back and forth, and are they going to use him as a rookie? They didn't use him much as a rookie. He plays last year. He breaks his ankle. Maybe the best way for him to finally prove himself is if he just gets thrust into service because the two guys in front of him get injured. And the way it's gone for the 49ers, I don't know what they did to piss off the football guards, but they, gods, excuse me, they just can't keep their, their uh, quarterbacks healthy. So um, 
we, as you mentioned, Mike, I had Dalvin Cook on yesterday. What do you think his market is? And I imagine he'll be the first to sign. There's Zeke, Fournette, Kareem Hunt. There's a ton of guys with a lot of um, production history that are just sitting around waiting to find out where the pieces land. For running I, I thought it was funny that he was so candid with you about why he's not in Minnesota, but when the time came to talk about what he wants to do next, he was very evasive, very vague, very noncommittal. He's waiting. And, hey, Rich, mm-hmm. we talked about quarterbacks don't get injured very often in training camp in the preseason. Guess who does? Run running backs. backs. Yeah. So the dynamic could change dramatically. And, and I, I, I've been doing this for 25 years now. This is the time of year where you just kind of wait every single day. Where's that? that lightning bolt going to come from where a guy tears an ACL yesterday, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and before that, Naheem Hines get hit, gets hit by a jet ski, for crying mm. out loud. You never know when a guy's going to get injured that may create an opportunity for Dalvin Cook that wasn't already there, that maybe creates money for him and he goes to that team or it puts more pressure on one of the teams talking to him and they increase their offer. So I think that he realizes time is on his side to a certain extent. At some point, you've got to get ready for the season, but early in camp, you stay home, you're watching your weight, and you see whether or not an opportunity pops up. And, hey, I, I've been saying this for, for months now. Would the Raiders at some point rescind the franchise tender from Josh Jacobs huh. and just pay Dalvin Cook six, $7 million? I, 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 I don't know that, that that is a dramatic difference, and it may be dollar for dollar a much better deal for the Raiders than Jacobs upset and disgruntled showing up to play this year and taking his 10-1. That would be something else, man. But it is, I mean, that that is in the realm of possibility. I mean, uh, other than just having to teach somebody the terminology or the 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 way of the the McDaniel's, right? Um, that 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 might be an apples to apples, since that's what we're always talking about with this league at the running back spot right now. Apples to apples. Yeah, you, you plug them in, you plug them in, you trust them in pass protection if you can, and right. you let them go do their thing. But between the tackles, runner is what he's been, and he can help you out in space, and he could be a potent weapon. He, I mean, I, it's amazing to me because when he was explaining to you yesterday, he just wants to play for a team where where you know he can he can help them win games. Four of the Vikings' wins last year directly flowed from plays he made. That's what's astounding to me, that the Vikings are pivoting so dramatically away from the run game that they don't value a player like that. But I still think that it was a mistake for them to let him go. But again, if you're going to throw the ball all over the place and you need money for Justin Jefferson and you're trying to figure out your quarterback situation long-term, that $10 million on Dalvin Cook is maybe a luxury you can't afford. Last one for you, Mike, and this may not be fair because I'm thinking of it watching Mike McCarthy talk right now as the Cowboys are opening up their training camp up the road from us here in Southern California. Um, Who's coaching for their gigs this year, do you think? Hot seat talk here at the end of July. What do you got for me on that front? And, and you feel free to push back to say McCarthy's not, that Jerry is just a guy um, who's not going to change horses there regardless. What do you got for me? You never know what Jerry's going to do because he completely, totally, and unequivocally supports his coach until the moment he no longer does. <laughs> this year there's no excuses for McCarthy. He's running the offense, so it had better work. And 12-5 and five is great, but when you, when you make – fairly quick exits from the postseason. You haven't been back to the NFC Championship game since 1995. That puts more pressure on everyone. So I think he does need to have at least a playoff year to be safe. If they fail to make the playoffs this year, I think he could be in real trouble. Brandon Staley of the Chargers 
has to be at this point with Justin Herbert and the way that they ended the 2022 season with that epic collapse against Mm. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Staley has to be under pressure this year. New offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, fired by the Cowboys, lands with the Chargers, has to get more out of Justin Herbert, one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL. And, you know, I know my buddy Tom Curran was on with you last week talking about Bill Belichick. I, I think Robert Kraft put everyone on notice, including Bill Belichick and starting with him, they need to do something this year, or it could be over. When, when, when he was asked at the league meetings in Arizona, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but the question was along the lines of, does Bill Belichick stay until he passes Don Shula on the all-time wins list, or does he need to get to the playoffs this year? And, and Kraft didn't say, oh, he's here as long as he wants, or, oh, hey, you know, we're, we're, su- we're supporting Belichick no matter what, and he's got six Super Bowl wins, and are you crazy? No, he, he gave an answer that when you look at it, it's like he could be in trouble if they don't turn this thing around. And I think what happened last year with the offense, with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, that, that leaves a mark on Bill Belichick's permanent record, and Robert Kraft is very well aware of it. And I, I think what happens this year depending upon how bad it gets, and on paper they're the worst team in the division, if they miss the playoffs and they have a rough year, there could be a change in New England come 2024. That would be something else. I, I, I still I still would have to see that to believe it. I, again, I, I, I totally get the Joe Judge and Patricia thing last year and how it might have cost a year of Mac Jones' development based on um, the viewpoint of of uh, ownership sitting in the suite at the 50-yard line. That 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 I, I can understand that, but man, that is the and I I know they love Gerard, you know, uh they Gerard Mayo, but that's a long cliff. <laughs> that next step's a Lulu if you let Belichick go. I mean, I'm well, serious. There's some people out there that that throw out the possibility of the Patriots trying to bring Mike Vrabel home post Belichick, which would be fascinating mm-hmm. if they would try to make that move. And you know they wouldn't fire Belichick. It would be oh, yeah. a mutual parting, and everyone is is hand in hand, and all these great. You know they wouldn't just throw him out the door, and he wouldn't put his resignation on a cocktail napkin. It would be something that looks mutual. But still, if it would happen, you're right. And and Rich, every owner that's thinking about firing a coach has to ask that question. The easy part is getting rid of the guy I have. The hard part is finding a guy who's as good or better. Mike Florio, I'll always appreciate it. Thanks for being so uh, giving of your time, as always, here on the show. Let me know whatever I can do to reciprocate at any point during this upcoming football season and look for more of my texts and calls throughout the training camp season. Greatly appreciate it. Always happy to be with you, Rich. Thanks very much. That is Mike Florio, uh, PFT Live on Peacock, which you can see right here on Roku, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. I saw some USA Today uh, prognostications of some records. Did you see that today? I did not. I want to hit on that a little bit before I give you my top five storylines of the training camp season. Oh, baby. Don't go anywhere. And the 844-204-RICH number to dial right here on The Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network is back on the air with our live stream on the Roku channel. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, who is another team right at the forefront of what's going on with the running back group. Saquon Barkley signing a one-year deal with the Giants today that affords him an opportunity to make about a million bucks more if he hits three very lofty incentives, um, but reachable, I guess, because he is Saquon Barkley, but... The question is, will the Raiders offer that to Jacobs to get him in? What's going on with the leading rusher in the National Football League? Well, McDaniel spoke today and was asked about the Zoom that Jacobs was apparently on with the rest of the running back group that Dalvin Cook spoke about yesterday, thanks to a text chain created by Derrick Henry. What, the RBs is what he said the name of the text the chain RBs. group? Was? Yep. This was... Uh, the head coach of the Raiders on his star running back being the star of this Zoom. Well, obviously, I can't speak for anything that happened in the meeting. Um, I, obviously, I wasn't privy to any of that. Um, but, look, I respect every player's right to try to do what's best for them. Um, that's why, you know, the league is what it is in terms of value and uh, contracts. And, you know, those things are, are personal. Um, we all have to go through them. I understand it. I've said it, you know, multiple times this spring. Um, I respect um, him uh, tremendously. Um, have a great deal of respect for him as a player, as a person, what he did for our team last year. And, and um, you know, I look forward to seeing him, you know, when he, whenever he, you know, whenever he is here. Um, and I respect that process. 
us too. You know, it's his decision to make, and um, you know, I know they all have to do what they think is best for them. You know, and and that's uh, like I said, we all have to do those things in our lives, and um, I have a great deal of respect for him. Well, that's a. Uh Making nice, which he possibly is doing behind the scenes anyway, you have to assume that. Hey. But the, the, the reason why, for some Raiders fans, I'd imagine, and Jacobs fans in particular, it doesn't ring true, is I guess he needed to lead the league in rushing for the coach to believe in him because it certainly seemed like they didn't when they first showed up there and didn't lock him up no. for a fifth year, which is why he was free to walk and needed to be franchise tech. So it's kind of tough to say, you know, we believe in him when they're in this predicament because they didn't pick up a fifth-year option on him. Which might be part of the things that are playing behind the scenes here on this front. So we'll see. It seems like he's going to, like, be the one to... Hold out? Hold, take a stand. I, I mean, the bit. holding out, though, is you're not there. And it doesn't help you, right? This is a guy who is apparently sitting in the front of his car... With Max Crosby, who's waiting to go, ready right? to get the phone call to say it's done, going to work, and he's ready to go. Like that's the mentality. It's not like he's stewing at home, livid, saying, you know, even if I do get this deal, I'm, I'm gonna take my sweet ass time or whatever. Bitter. He was champing at the bit. Like let's go. So to me, that doesn't sound like somebody's gonna hold out. He wants to play ball. But he also wants the team to figuratively, figuratively play that with him. Although, you, you know, you, you read stuff. Uh, all the information uh, folks that have come on the show said it, it wasn't as contentious as it you, it sounded. No. I just don't know if he's going to hold out. The good news, though, is that Jimmy Garoppolo's foot injury that caused the press conference back in the day to get pushed because the Raiders were kind of learning or a little bit skittish and wanted new language put in a contract for a free agency signing for Garoppolo, that foot injury that required surgery, no restrictions, McDaniel says on him. Let's go. No restrictions. And Jimmy G is the guy who we all know McDaniel's had in his Mitzed back in the day in New England and looked terrific when he came in for Brady. Remember that? Yes, he did. And so this is what the Raiders want out of the quarterback spot more than what Derek Carr was willing or, or able, pardon me, willing, able to able. provide them. Okay, I shouldn't say willing. So that's good news. They say they're going to you know treat him like any player coming off of an injury or surgery, but they say no limitations. And if that's the case, we will see this year how much more improved and efficient this offense is that potentially all they got to do is just not blow the double-digit leads that they build to start start these games. That was the difference between them making a run for the playoffs last year and being the most disappointing team of 2022. Losing Waller is going to hurt, though, right? One would think... That's a big. I mean, he, he didn't have One a great think, season but last he year. definitely because uh, look, there's a. Uh, it just appears to be the McDaniel's way of doing things. He wants it a certain way. He brought in his system, and it looked to me as if Waller didn't fit it. I don't know. I'm one of the many Darren Waller fantasy folks that was waiting for him to just stay healthy and hit for touchdowns, and just didn't. 
he had a big night in in, uh, in Pitt. He had one big catch in Pittsburgh that night. I called the game that was wound up being Derek Carr's last. But it's the difference between them making a push for one would think Kansas City atop the division or not, because they're a really talented team. If they hold on with friggin' lead, how about USA Today? Did you see the predictions that they had? No, you were bringing it up before. The single, uh, yeah. They, they, they every year they come out and just so folks like us can talk about it and get upset about it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what, just speaking as somebody who got bit by this last year, and I thought like this is going to be the year that the um, that the Chiefs don't do it right. They switched their predictions. I saw it earlier today. They had the Chiefs at ten and seven. Now they got them at eleven and six. I don't know if they got if they got so much pushback on that. But I don't. Th- how did the Chiefs lose six games this year? I will counsel USA Today. Don't be like me. She's <laughs> in the Raiders. Please. Do you have the Chiefs schedule? You show me the six losses. Let's see. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how they come up with these predictions. I mean, they have the Bills having the best record in the AFC. They, they have the Bills winning the one seed at 13-4. and four. But they, they also have the Steelers and Ravens at 11-6. and six. The Chiefs are going to go 11-6? and six? Let's see here. They also have the Raiders going 3-14. and 14. I mean, they're not that bad. They don't Good have. God. I mean, you see what they got the Cowboys going? But come on, man. Where are the six losses on the screen? Is it home against Detroit to start at Jacksonville Week 2? Home for Chicago, at the Jets, at Minnesota, home for Denver, home for the Chargers? You know, they, Mahomes is, never loses in the division. At Denver, home for Miami, then they're home for Philly, at Vegas, at Green Bay, home for Buffalo, at New England, home for Vegas, home for Cincinnati, at the Chargers. Three, four tops. Come Three on, tops. six? They're going to lose six football games this year. Patrick Three. Mahomes will lose four. six football games this year. Let's see. I mean, get out of here. I will push back. I'm on the I'm on the Chiefs I'm I'm part of Chiefs Kingdom now. Well, you learned your lesson. I sure as I, I sure did. <laughs> Let's see the Chiefs. What are you smoking, bro? Give me some. Uh, Whoever came up with that six. Uh, honestly, Three losses last year. Twenty one. The Steelers, the Steelers, and the Chiefs have the same record. The Ravens and the Chiefs will have the same record. I I will take that. They have the Jets twelve and five. Oh, I can't even look at it. <laughs> Yeah, they they have the Ravens, Jets, and Dolphins being your wild card teams. They got your Cowboys being nine and eight. Nine, and, yeah. I, I immediately just click click the, the the screen off when I saw that nine and eight. Come on, that's disrespectful. Rams seven and ten. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Rams and the Packers at seven and ten. I will take the over on that. Worst record they have is the Cardinals at two and fifteen. That one I'm not going to push back on. They got Tampa Bay. Do you mention that five and five and twelve? Look, somebody's going to have to, you know, be a four or five win team. I mean, it happens every year. True, but but the Bucks. We just, you know, we spoke to Godwin the other day. They're ready, man. They have dudes who won. The championship three years ago is still on that team, and I know last year did not look good. I get it. I don't sleep on sleep on them at all. 
I think that's just probably a reflection of they're not sold on Baker. So it's the AFC North. They have the Browns in last place at ten and seven. Okay, ten and seven, a game behind the Steelers and the Ravens, and the Bengals with twelve and five. So they have the Bills being the one seed advancing, and then. The Bengals being the two seed against the seventh seeded. Uh, let me see what Dolphins. And then they've got the three seeded Chiefs taking on the fifth seeded Ravens. Six seeded Ravens. Ravens. And then it would be Jaguars, Jets. Five against four. Jets at Jaguars. And they have you winning. Trevor Lawrence versus Aaron Rodgers. And then in the NFC, they've got the Eagles with the bye. Then either the Niners at the two seed or the Lions is the two seed, right? Because mm-hmm. they have them both at 11 and 6. Let's just say the, the, the Niners against the um, either seventh-seeded Falcons or Cowboys. They're both 9 and 8. And then the Lions would be the three seed against either the Falcons and the Cowboys. And then the Saints would win the NFC South, taking on the Seahawks. As Kenneth Walker III goes on a, his own quake, although that would be in New Orleans. I mean, you did get to the Super Bowl prediction, though, right? Which is? Oh, you didn't You didn't get that far? No. Uh, no. I'm just <laughs> looking at their record. Oh, I'm, I'm going to let you continue. I don't, I don't have it. Oh. You can go for okay. it. I don't have it. I just well, have their... Yeah. The, AFC, the AFC championship... Well, let's start this. The NFC championship game. Yes. They have the top-seeded Eagles defeating the Lions. In the AFC championship game, they have the number two Bengals... Yeah. Beating the Jets? Losing... To the, to the number five New York Jets. Jets okay. And it's their Super Bowl 58 prediction at USA Today. Eagles, Jets. They have the Eagles downing the Jets to win the Super Bowl. You would take that, though. You would sign up for that. He's not even thinking about it. You're starting to readily that thing. Your face is perfect. Mike, is he sweating for you? No, it's like his face. Your face is perfect, Rich. It says it all. Oh, my God. I just want to USA Today is <laughs> is um, is 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 putting uh, a lot in the Jets basket. I don't, as you know, I am leaning on Aaron Rodgers to help me handle success. I don't know how to handle hearing that, and I told you, you did when we came back from the Super Bowl last year. When I saw you know Chiefs and Eagles painted in the in the end zones, I would not know what to do stepping inside mm-hmm. a stadium for the Super Bowl and seeing Jets painted in an end zone. <laughs> Wouldn't know how to handle it. <laughs> but the Jets have set up to do that. Yeah, Nate Davis from USA Today. Jets have set your, up to do it. Believes in your crew, Rich. Okay, I just My- <laughs> I just I, I just would push back on on that prediction by saying the initial. Ten and seven record for the Chiefs. Eleven and six. Come on. Eleven and six. That means they they think the Jets might beat the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's see it. Oof. Oh my God! The first month of the season is going to be the. Uh, it's going to either make me or break me. They are messing with Rich's emotions they are. right now. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break here on on the Rich Eisen show. Um, here's what we're going to do. I've got my top five list that I was going to do now. That's coming up next. I also have. A chat with Sonny Dykes of TCU to kick off hour three. 
Also, a conversation with Jim Gaffigan in studio in hour number three. And we'll finish up with a uh, Bill Belichick press conference moment of the day. The first of the 2023 training camp season. First of many. I wouldn't miss it. I'll just stay right where you are. Like TJ will tonight when he goes home. (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, Before we get to my top five storylines of uh, NFL training camp, the highest paid player in the history of the National Basketball Association, the highest paid, the richest contract in the history of the National Basketball Association has just been handed out. And it belongs to Jalen Brown. How about that? $304 million. The super, super max contract. Super. You know who's in line for one, too? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. See you later. So wild. So this is only, only going to be number one for a while until Jason Tatum gets his. Five-year, $304 million super max contract. Fully guaranteed with a trade kicker. No player option. Fully According guaranteed. to Shams. Wow. You think in Saquon, he's he, thinking right now maybe he picked up the wrong sport, <laughs> the wrong ball to play with? He's that dude, though. Jalen Brown is really, really good at the basketball. He has turnover issues every now and then. Which, you know, to to mm-hmm. get Brockman a voice since he's not here, that would be right now what he would be going off about. Right. The fact of Correct. Turns the ball over. I understand that. But he's but, he is off the court just like... You know, dream come true type material. Yeah. And um, good for the Celtics. You know, Brockman's not here, so I'm going to go for it. Ready for this? Hit it. They're like my Jets. They're putting all their eggs in this basket right now. <laughs> Just without the 38, 39-year-old that they hope. Well, you know. Hey, you, no, no, they're putting it all. That's it. That's it right now. They go. Let's go get Porzingis. Let's pay Jalen Brown. He's not going anywhere. Okay. Um. Let's Let's... That Jalen Brown, his contract will be tops on this list again until Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum gets his. So, this is it. This is the Celtics' world now. Now they are the team to beat in the in the Eastern Conference. Now I, that's simple. I, I forgot to ask you. Or maybe it. I did. I don't remember your answer. Yeah. Do you feel the Celtics now are better losing Marcus Smart and and bringing Porzingis in? I I think Porzingis is a huge difference maker. Huge difference maker, shot blocker, him and and Time Lord. Good luck trying to score down low. But there's something Good to be said about luck. the heart, the heart and soul of your team. Like I got it. I understand your, that. Your dog, your your defensive player of the year. I understand. Type. I mean, I understand. 
I understand. And I think they're the better. Sixer you don't think hoping. they're better? You don't well, think this is they're the better? Sixer fan of me hoping well, the thing you got to be concerned about is uh, where was James Harden at Embiid's wedding? Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't you got to worry about that. Uh, look, what's I, going on with Harden? Celtics are like sitting back, like Red Auerbach, smoking a cigar. We we we've made our guy, you know, what the market bears. You could sit here and say, and again, it would be great if Chris was here. But right now we stink. You know, <laughs> you basically, you know, hey, that's what the market says you should do. You got to pay your guy that supermax, and, and you know, it, it's it's about a quarter uh, of uh, it's twenty five million dollars uh, above what Jokic is making. So wow. Jalen Brown is number one. Number in the history of go. the league. Of the league. And we the current sing. situation. It's over. And, right. and I know where Harden was. He was at a club with P.J. Tucker yeah. during Embiid's wedding, eating Bun B's Trill Burgers. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's where Harden was. And I think he's talking about becoming uncomfortable. I don't want to go down this sixer path because we got time for that. But, man, mm. I... No, we could do it. You know what? I'll, I'll just push my top five till tomorrow. We got a whole show. Go ahead. I'm serious. <laughs> no, I try and to I apologize your... for anybody who wants to sit on no, it. No, I, I want your top five. No, go ahead. No, seriously. I don't want to even get into this. Why? Because I don't really know what's going on with them. Like They don't have anything. Here's the thing is they don't have to have anything going on right now. Same thing with Lillard and the, and the Blazers. They don't have to have anything going on right now in late July. Like, what's the deal? Like, the training camps don't open for a while. What do you care? Like, let it play out. That's true. That's it. They don't have to do anything. Your Sixers don't have to do anything with Harden right now. The only thing that happened this past week that has anything to do with Harden is the fact that MB didn't have at his wedding. I mean, you know. I don't know. The wife usually gets it could the have been, It could be that Harden has the same approach to destination weddings as Larry David. Oh, <laughs> See, we don't know. Yeah. Could be that. Doesn't want to travel to he the He doesn't want to go. Could yeah. be that. Yep. Could be beyond an hour and a half drive by car for James Harden. He's not going. Nope. Or they just can't stand each other and they're not going to play with each other anymore Man, and at some point. I'm hoping. Man, I know. So, you know. And the same thing. Lillard and the... Uh, and the and the, uh, the the Blazers don't have to do a damn thing yet. And then when training camps open. That's when you see what goes We'll on. see what the rubber meets the road. It's it's going to be like Lillard might sit there and have to be like uh, Rodgers. By the way, he, he could just zoom into this show like Rodgers zoomed into McAfee mm-hmm. and say my intention is to play for the Miami Heat this year and see how that works. Worked out for Rodgers going to the Jets. True. Worked out great for our socials if we got Dame. Let's go. We're happy to do that. <laughs> of course. Come on out. Come on. Zoom into the program. This is a safe space. This, uh, this coming September, yeah. we'll, we're going to have Zooms. Oh, uh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming? Oh, yeah. Let's take uh, Jimmy in, in San Antonio's call right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Jimmy? Hey. Hey, Jimmy. Oh, hermanos. Jimmy. What's hey, up? Hey, hola. Hola. Hey, I'm polishing off some 1800 Reposado. Yesterday was National Tequila Day. Oh, okay. Isn't, isn't every day National Tequila Day for you, though, Jimmy? Yeah, we call it mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love you. That's why we love you. <laughs> you make me laugh, man. What's on your mind? In, in the spirit of Gabe Kaplan, have I told you how I missed out on drinking from the Claret Doug? Okay. What do you got? 2017, my buddy, uh, country artist, Wade Bowen, he lives 20 minutes away. He texted me and he said, hey, we're going to Dallas. Jump on the tour bus. Let's just hang out for the weekend. Okay. And I got lazy. And I said, no, man, that sounds like a lot of work. The next night or the next morning, Saturday morning, 3 a.m., I get sent a video of him, Jordan Spieth, 
and the claret jug on the tour bus drinking oh. vodka. Don't play. Oh. <laughs> no. And I missed it. And I texted back, I hate you, naturally. Of course. That's a reasonable response, Jimmy. Reasonable. I, I, I dropped the ball, coach. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Get your damn act together. Okay, very good. That would upset me a little bit. Oh, boy. I, I enjoyed I that chat with Brian Harmon in hour one, getting to meet him. He was funny. He's a star. He is a star, and, of course, Southerners are going to love him because of his accent. He just lays it all out there. But Harmon is now the everyman's golfing yeah, fan. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm a fan. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. Hey, Great. Jimmy. Oh, you want to say no? What do you got? Jimmy, when you get a call at some point that you have a chance to go have a, a baguette or a beignet with one beignama, please. Yeah, you got to let us know. Oh, oh, he's already Jimmy, dropped. Don't, uh, he left, don't pass yeah, that he up, Jimmy. He's he just telesco you. He's telesco. Yeah. <laughs> don't pass that up, Jimmy. He's listening. Okay. Um, Sonny Dykes of TCU football finally got over it. Enough time has passed. Or... Enough time has passed. Okay. Enough time has passed. Um, and then uh, Jim Gaffigan. That's going to be funny. And then, um, guess what? Uh, a Bill Belichick press conference moment. And your top five. I don't know if we're going to get to that. We'll Why? see. We'll see. Did, did you change hey, your mind? No, that's Telesco right there. Very good. <laughs> you change your mind about something? Cowboys like? 9 and 8. When are you going to do, your, <laughs> when are you gonna do the schedule? <laughs> I love that. I was wondering when that was going to get put in there. Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Cowboys 9 and 8. Eight. I might have to take a trip to Oxnard first, kind of assess the squad. You should go there. You know, kind of go, DJ. Look like in person. Eight. Take a ride up there. That's disrespectful, Rich. You know they're not going to be nine and eight. They nine on. and eight, dude. That's a mediocre football team. That's a five hundred yeah. football team. Michael Parsons ain't mediocre, man. He ain't going to let that happen. Neither is Tank. Neither, neither is Dak. Tank. Neither is CD. Neither is Pollard. You know. Yeah. Neither yeah. is Coach Mike McCarthy. Yeah. You can say that again. Yeah. yeah. Or not. I mean.